are we live yet? We are live. The Sharks <laughs> coming to Vancouver, hoping to take down the Vancouver Canucks and their five-game losing streak. But that would not be. And it didn't help for a rough night from the officials, at least from the Sharks' side on this one. We'll break that down. We'll break down, hopefully, the status of how Ryan Merkley is amazingly able to uh, come back from a crazy headshot and more right now this is teal town after dark good evening everyone it is saturday night april 9th 2022 the San Jose Sharks lose to the Vancouver Canucks 4-2. And we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. So if you want to be part of the show, here's what you do. Join us in the Super Chat along with fellow hockey fans all over the world and follow Sharks fans in Sharks territory on the page or the app. Of course, we encourage you to follow us on the social Twitter where we gif practically every big moment of the game. Also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, smash that subscribe button on YouTube. Also hit us up on the SoundCloud. Don't forget us on Reddit and, of course, Discord after the show and find everything at tealtownusa.com. And with that, I say hello. I am Eric Kerr, joined by the lovely Dana Minerson. And I love the I love the do. How are you? I'm, I'm OK. <laughs> it was entertaining. It was very entertaining. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, and I, and I already see some comments about tanking and it's like, they're, they're excited for their sixth straight loss, but at the same time, oh man. A team that calls themselves the Nucks, unironically. <laughs> oh, but the Sharks would try to, uh, start a five game road trip that takes them, Okay, let's go with geography here. So we're going to start up in Vancouver. Okay, that makes sense. Then we're going to fly all the way to Nashville. You know, then then what, Chicago, then down to Dallas, and then back up to Minnesota. What? <laughs> Maybe they, they let, I mean, I'm pretty sure by 2022, it's computers uh, sort out, you know, who's going to be in what city at what time. But maybe the computer like got to like through most of the season and then was like, oh, crap, there's these cities I have left that aren't near each other. And just throw just them all them in, the there. in there. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> have, uh, you, know, you know, have them on back to backs. I mean, as Dingle would say, why not? Absolutely. Thank you, Steve. All right. So let's get into this one. This one got heated up very early, you know, not even two minutes in uh, Vancouver's Burroughs. No, we're not talking about, you know, Alex Burroughs, who's who likes to bite fingers, uh, takes a dangerous, gives a dangerous hit on Ryan Merkley. Uh, it did set up the opening goal for the Canucks 203 in from Dickerson, his fourth of the season. Um, we'll get to the goal in a second, but what did you think of that hit that Merkley took? Um, that was rough. He, at first he looked kind of okay. And then he got to the bench and then he starts heading to the locker room and he can like, he's like leaning on people to try and even just get back there. And I'm like, what happened? 
And I guess we'll get into this later. Spoiler alert, he came back. Yeah. I don't know how I felt about it because I, I, do we want to get into this now? Or well, Let's get into it now because, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm surprised he came up for one of the power plays later in the game or later in the first period. The way he, he came off the ice, that was very scary. Yeah, and um, on the broadcast, they're, you know, complimenting him. So he's so brave. Like, great. Like, I'm not saying that's not true, but, like, it just, it just I don't know, gave me a weird feeling. There's this culture of, like, oh, just go out there, like, do it for your team. Like, just power through it. But, um, you know, you could see even after he was back, he was on the bench. He was, like, struggling a little bit. Like, I I. I wasn't the doctor who examined him, so I can't say, but, um, but it, um, it sort of made me think of that bigger issue in hockey culture of, um, just pushing through injuries, even when like, you're not okay. And it's like, you know, what do the sharks have to play for? Like, yeah, it's like they're, they still are trying to say it to themselves. Hey, we're still mathematically in this thing, you know, went out and hope for the best uh, and it'll be working out just fine. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, you know, Merkley would go into the dressing room, took a big hit, really didn't look like it, like the uh, best of hits. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised nothing was called. I would think that the, uh, the league should look at that hit. Uh, I would think... It's very interesting. In fact, just getting the comments coming in from AJ, thanks, bud, uh, from Bob Bugner, saying, I thought the hit on Merkley looked a little high. I looked at it a few times. He went through protocol and came back. Those are learning plays, when to take the risk and when not to. Um, I I thought he kind of was admiring his pass a little bit, though. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. You can say that whole thing. One more oh, time. I said I thought I thought Merkley's uh, Merkley was looking at the uh, his pass a little bit longer. Uh, granted, he he was making a quick play to to avoid an interception. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, Merkley now is saying it was a solid hit. I wasn't expect, expecting it. My head got squeezed against the glass and caught me off guard a little bit. I don't think it was dirty. Now that's, I mean, we appreciate the honesty here, um, but your your thoughts? What did, what did you think of of the hit? Um, I mean, you know, Mer maybe Merkley doesn't want to be that guy who's kind of trying to talk to player safety through the um, post game interviews. You know, maybe he 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 doesn't want to whine about it, which I guess is admirable, and like maybe that's his honest opinion. I didn't like it, but then again. Anyone with the last name Burroughs is on my bad list. I don't care how you spell it. Um, so any hit from anyone named Burroughs, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, not, nope. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess I, I just hope he's okay. Um, and, you know, I'd love to say, oh, I'm sure player safety, will they, will they not? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, I mean, again, the Sharks play on Tuesday, so they have a couple of days to uh, go from Western Canada to uh, into the uh, Tennessee. You know, I would hope that he's okay. He did play the for the most part the rest of this game, um, but continuing on, it made it one nothing Vancouver. Dickinson kind of out deked and 
and Kakinen seemed to be a fish out of water on the goal. Yeah, no, he was he was kind of like I think throughout the game it got a little better over time, but I feel like he was out of his net quite a bit, um, and I found that a little alarming um, and kind of you know, was like scrambling that kind of thing. Um, that that goal was just so painful. Like you you never you know when it's clear that a goal is at least in part a result of um, you know uh, like someone going down or something. Um, Never fun to see. Never fun to see. Uh, and then it doesn't help that like a half minute later, Balsers takes a tripping call and it yeah. would start a, uh, it would start the parade to the penalty box for the Sharks on t- tonight. Uh, it just seemed like they were undisciplined, maybe unhinged from after that hit. Uh, and especially after not getting that call. Um, but kudos yeah. to the PKers tonight. I mean, let, let's give them bright spot there. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't even get to like, um, minute into the game when um Barabanov took a puck off his neck or something like I I feel it the the energy of this game got set like pretty quickly and I think a lot of um I mean players on both teams but particularly and I guess we'll get into this later but like I think particularly like Timo got like pretty kind of heated emotionally throughout the game and that led to some errors and some you know maybe feistiness where it didn't need to be there um, but I can see how that energy got going. You yeah. know, a lot, of, a lot of bad luck at the start, and also, um, and, and also dirty head. As Puckbomb would call it, it was it was just a bad juju going on early on that kind of get it. But you know, that being said, you, you started seeing them kind of defend each other. You know, Meyer took a hit uh, from uh, Lockwood, and that made Gregor drop the gloves. You know, Gregor, I thought, despite not having anything offensively tonight, I thought had a decent game, but he drops the gloves here. Um, but then Vancouver would get into some penalty trouble. Pakolson would take a cross-checking call, and, you know, cross-checking plays a big role in this one tonight. Uh, and then Miller gets a slashing call to set up the Sharks 5-on-3, which I don't think they've had a 5-on-3 in quite some time. But Hurdle... Wide open in the slot after a nice passing play from Meyer and Carlson. We get a tie game, 1-1. Yeah, no, that made me happy. Um, I think he was he was just right place, right time. Um, I feel like throughout the game, uh, the Sharks kind of had a lack of awareness of where all the Canucks were. But in that case, the Canucks didn't seem to be paying attention to Hurdle being like literally right in front of the net. Uh, so that worked out for us. Um, any, you know, Hurdle, Meyer, Carlson combining on a goal in any order uh, definitely makes me happy. Um, so that that was probably the high point of the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was a nice goal. Glad to see it. Yeah, nice to see Hurdle, uh, who who seemed like the, he and, and Timo Meyer were like fighting for each other. Oh, you get a goal? Okay, now I need to get a goal. And then Timo goes on that, that hat trick and kind of has made some separation. Now Hurdle's like, yeah, for sure. I want to get, I want to get more goals. Than, and then Timo and make him, make him feel, feel better for not signing that deal. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Hurdle gets his 28th at seven, about seven and a half minutes into the first tying up at one, one uh, sharks would, you know, get a couple more penalties, burns for roughing Ferraro tripping, uh, you know, Vancouver's Patan would get a tripping call right afterwards. I mean, this was a penalty-filled game. Um, and early on, it seemed to be, you know, leaning towards the Sharks a little bit more. 
Uh, but a solid period after 20 at 1-1. Yeah. Um, I will say Perms looks so bad, especially like in the first half of this game. Um, just like a lot of giveaways that one that like very nearly led to a goal except thank god he got slashed and you know kind of bailed out um but i i don't know that to me like the the first period was like okay but brent burns just stuck out like a sore thumb for me just a lot of starfish that all the hits you know hey that one starfish actually worked <laughs> right right <laughs> It's like that kid who, uh, you, um, like on an exam where you do all the work wrong, but you got the right answer. You just like, you, you take the uh, um, Scantron, just like, okay, I'm just going to go with the pattern here. And hey, th- that worked, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I guess going back to Noah Gregor, yeah. I mean, I thought, um, I, I he always looks like he's trying and like his heart is in it and like he is uh, trying to prove that he can be, um, you know, a mainstay in the lineup uh, next season. Um, I mean, he has to score to do that, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't on Bob Boogner's team. Um, <laughs> that for later. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's good to see. I He, he um, yeah, it seems like he's trying a lot more than some others. Calling out the team, giving kudos to Gregor, but where's everybody else? I like it. Uh, Vancouver would get on the board first in the second period. Connor Garland, uh, after a big hit from Redeem Shimmick, who was playing forward, playing defense. He was going back and forth tonight. Um, but uh, Garland would get a goal a little under five minutes into the uh, uh, second period. Uh, the Sharks would take a couple more penalties after that, uh, but Vancouver couldn't do anything. I mean, kudos to the again the PK there, uh, but yeah, you know, Gregor takes a holding call, but those right bef- that was right after a great chance on a breakaway, and love the speed. I'll give him the credit for the speed, but you got to get he- that finish. Noah Gregor with speed. All I hear all day, I'm falling asleep at night in my head on Noah Gregor with speed. <laughs> So, uh, but then late in the period, Benino. I mean, his 750th game gets his 11th goal this season. I mean, Bones' goal ties it up. Well, that was good to see. Um, I don't know if this was after this. I, I have a couple notes of things Hedy said that I was like, I'm going to write that down and complain about later. But um, <laughs> Break out the post-it notes. Let's go. Yeah. Pretty soon after that goal, he, he was complimenting the goal, but he somehow managed to fit in what he loves to say, which is like, don't try to get too cute or like, don't try to do the fancy stuff, which is why he loved that goal so much, which is because it was just, you know, um, Bonino's a vet. He, he takes care of business, but um, yeah, I guess. And that was kind of the last big high point of the night. Yeah. Unfortunately it would be, uh, v- that made it 2-2. So in his 750th game, uh, Bonino gets his 11th. Funny enough, he got that first goal. He was off the schneid on his 700th game. So 11 goals in 50 games. I mean, it's not Austin Matthews, but, you know, we'll take it, I think. I mean, I've been overall more or less happy with Bonino on this team. I feel like he's one of those guys who, like, 
you know, kind of like what with Andrew Cogliano brought where it's like, okay, he's a veteran. You're not going to be worrying about him like doing dumb experimental stuff. Like he's there. He may not be Austin Matthews, but he knows what he's doing and he'll get the job done. And that's exactly uh, what he's done recently, especially. Yeah. And so he gets this game tied up at 2-2. There were a couple of penalties late in the period. I know right after that goal, <laughs> Bugner was going off to the official. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wonder if he said something about a call that happened behind the play. But uh, eventually they finally caught Lockwood for interference with Couture. But then here's the one, and this is why I bring it up. Um, uh, was at 1920, Timo Meyer takes a hooking call. Um, to me, that looked like a stick lift. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know story of our lives with the refs like the crowd was chanting ref you suck throughout the game and i'm like i agree not for whatever reason you were complaining about um in theory yeah um that and then there was that one like cross check i think it was in the third when timo was like again like getting getting a little heated heated angel um the, I mean, the refing was very inconsistent. Um, and I get it, like, it was chaotic. There were a lot of penalties to call. I always try to give the refs the benefit of the doubt. Um, but it, it, it was, t- the ref had it out for Timo. For uh, I, <laughs> no, you're, you're right. It was very an inconsistent game. You know, you had the cross-checking on Putkul's in early in the first period. Then there was an overhead shot of Couture just getting cross-checked by uh, JT Miller in the first period that doesn't get called. And then, yeah, you get that, that call on Meyer, you know, in the third period, and you're, like, thinking, really? That seemed a little softer. You're calling that in the third period, but you're not calling that one that seemed a little more vicious in the first? Like, really? Come on now. Yeah, I don't know. You, know, <laughs> and, and I can't, you don't think about it too hard for too long, or else I just can't think about anything else. <laughs> And, and that's the that's the, that's the tough part, you know. So, um, you know, uh, again, the Canucks would get a, a goal early in the first five minutes. Chase on his tenth from Horvat and Myers. That was the game winner. Um, meh. Uh, I, I I thought overall, uh, Capo Kakinen had a, a solid night. You know, thirty-five saves. I, I didn't think you know outside that first one. I didn't think. The goals weren't completely his fault, but he he could have been a little bit better maybe on that second one as well. I yeah, I feel like it, he got better through the throughout the game, but unfortunately that um, error in the first period, um, just being too far out of his net, kind of cost him. I was I was paying attention to that throughout the game, and I'm like, okay, I could see he was trying to stay a little closer, which is Steve Dangle approved, as they always <laughs> say. If you're a goalie, tend the goal. Oh, do you have a button for that too? I wish I had that button for okay, that, we'll, unfortunately. We'll work on that one because yeah. um, I can't say it better than he can. <laughs> um, yeah. So but that. So that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying it's good to see that, um, you know, he's doing well overall. And I think um, myself and most Sharks fans feel like he's definitely a good option for goaltending moving forward. Um, and so that's good. You know, if they brought him over and it was just a dumpster fire, I'd be like, ah. Like, so we're going with Hill or we're keeping Reimer forever and ever. Like, so, you know, I think um, for the first time in years, it seems we're actually 
pretty cool with the goaltending. It's not Vesna caliber, maybe, but um, but it'll get the job done. It's not at the top of our list of concerns. Let's put it that way. No, it's it's quickly has been a little bit better. You know, you you seen you know you saw Melnichuk go, you saw Koshinash go in the off season, which ended up being for Hill. Hill has shown his moments. Uh, unfortunately, the injury bug keeps getting to him, so you wonder what his status will be next season. Uh, but you you've seen Reimer has held his own. I mean, I was calling him for to be an All Star rep. Reimer dies for our sins. <laughs> got that that meme of like you know with the soldiers like this taking all these bullets and then there's like someone sleeping does anyone i can't see the chat hopefully someone in the chat Uh, it's it'll come you know (laughs) but um that that is how i uh envision james reimer just like taking everything um i frankly i i know i they said he's on the road trip but I would just sit in for the rest of the season. Just give that man an early vacation. He can go to Hawaii before they hit the golf course or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, that man. Yeah. yeah. Hawaii does sound nice right now. I have to look at plane tickets after the show. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But, yeah, I thought Kakinen has been pretty solid, especially on the road. Um, you know, uh, yeah, he had that one start. Uh uh, against, you know, I, I, why can't I? Why am I? Why is my head blanking all of a sudden? Where he got pulled for Reimer uh, after a, a rough start, but other than that, he's played fairly well. I mean, his numbers haven't exactly been great early uh, early on in his Sharks tenure. And for the last part, I think I was watching the Sportsnet feed, and they said, "Here we go." And they had um, his first 19 games. He was 12-3 and two, with a 9.21 save percentage. His last 10, uh, he's 0-7-1 with an 8.78. Not fun. Cat crying is starting. Uh oh. Uh oh. (laughs) The queen is the queen is answering. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but then at the end of the game, when the Canucks had that empty netter, you know, we saw the little, I want to say, chirping. Uh, from Couture to Eric Carlson, um, you know, and, and originally, and AJ was talking about this through the chat, you know, uh, it sounds as if Couture was requested by the media after the game and we were, they were denied their request originally, but then he eventually came out. Thank you, AJ. I know giving like play by play of, of the media call. I know this is, sounds crazy. Uh, but he says, I wasn't screaming at EK65. I was yelling at the bench about knowing how much time was left. We'll have dinner tonight and forget about it. I mean, we'll have dinner. Oh, I, I forget. I'm on central time. So it's, uh, you're, you're in midnight already. <laughs> you're like, okay, you know, I can maybe hit up like a Jack in a box. Do you have Jack in a box over there? I mean, you have Jack in a box for late midnight snack. If you wanted to, we will. I know that we do. I lived in the Midwest for like three years before I realized, like, wait, I've never seen a Jack in the Box here. I've seen something else. We got Steak and Shake, which um, not a thing in the Bay Area. What I've seen. You miss In and Out. That's that's all right. I get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but continuing on with Couture, you know, you look at any bench, guys will be sparking at each other. You forget about it and move on. But losing sucks. We have to learn to win. Um, 
you know, it, it's tough to see because you know, um, Couture is so clutch when he's in the playoffs. I mean, he was crazy good in 2019 and in 2016. And you're just on the verge of being officially eliminated from the playoffs. And it, it's got to be eating at, at him. And a lot of, you know, crap towards him has come as he's been the captain. Yeah. Um, I, I forget the specific statistic, but I think throughout like the decade of the 2010s, he was up there like top five point scorer in the playoffs, something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you know about back when we were in the playoffs every year? This is what we talked about. Um, I think he he's a good captain. He holds the team accountable. Um, and it's a shame that, you know, I, I really hope he has the opportunity to be captain on a Sharks team that's actually going to do something. Um, because like I, you know, he cares sometimes, some, sometimes a little too hard. He's like, he's like that, um, that parent who's like, no, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Right. Um, but you know, I think after three years of not making the playoffs, you'd be looking, you know, you're looking at the coach, you're looking at a couple other things and you might in many cases be looking at the captaincy, but in this case, no one is blaming him. He's, um, he's always, uh, keeping his mind on the team as a whole and, um, holding people accountable. So, yeah, he, he may not be barking at people like some other captains have or, or anything like that, but, um, you know, I think tonight was the first night where we really kind of saw him a little frustrated on the bench. And, and you have to think there's, you know, missing the playoffs and 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 missing it all together. In fact, Couture finishes up with, like, we've been good enough to win. We have to find a way to score more than two. Um, you know. Not to win the last six games. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so our friend Chris JWS, I, I hate to do this kind of oh, <laughs> uh, put that together really quick. So thank you. <laughs> that's the one. But that's the one. Let me try and get that in there. You know, where the guy becomes rhymer, saving everything. So let the sharks fans and and let's be honest, the sharks defense uh, the rest sharks up. Everything sharks organization. <laughs> so it, it's a it's a tough one. So. Uh, you know, uh, Howie Meyerson, any relation? Do you know somebody? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw a steak and shake in Reno, so you're getting closer. <laughs> He's been on a lot of road trips lately. <laughs> Who's that? We might as well give a shout out. <laughs> this is my dad. Oh, dad. All right. Yeah. Hi, Dana's dad. <laughs> look, at, look at her flourish on, on here. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate each and every one of you watching. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button down below. Uh, of course, hit that like button, at least for, for Dana's hairdo. Come on now. Uh, and hit that notification bell. When we go live, you'll get a notification on there. So uh, this one, the Sharks lose 4-2. to two. Uh, Overall, you know, I, I guess it's post-it note time. Um, what, what, what notes did you have on the, on tonight? Um, well, I mean, we covered a lot of it. I just, you know, took notes on stuff that happened as well as things that, um, Randy and Hetty said, um, yeah, I mean, I, I took issue with them saying, you know, Merkley's so brave for coming back again. I know they're going to do that, but it made me feel like, oh, like, we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to encourage people to push it. Right. Like that. That's, you know, that's not just them. That's a cultural thing. Um, 
yeah, a lot of a lot of bad turnovers, just not very good awareness of like where the other team was. And I feel like I've seen that a lot. Um, Gregor with speed. Like, <laughs> um, I and uh, Randy and Hetty have gone from like they've admitted the Sharks aren't going to make the playoffs, but they kept talking about the Canucks as if they were like in the thick of it. And it's like, yeah, technically, but like if you're like four points back, and you know, not only do you have to you have to win every game, but you have to bet on the other teams not winning, which, I mean, like, Dallas lost. Is the Vegas game over yet? I'm guessing they won. Like, uh, last check I saw, they were up 6-1. Okay. Uh, Vegas was on, on the Desert Dogs. So yeah. I yeah, think they'll I be okay. <laughs> Broadcasters always have to have some team that they're saying will make the playoffs because it's <laughs> – I don't know what you're going to talk about if it's, like – these two, Martin, shut up. These two teams are, you know, this game is irrelevant and doesn't matter. Um, unless you're a tankathon person, um, <laughs> in which case it's great. Um, yeah, more penalties, bad awareness. Mm. Yeah, ooh, well, hey, this is nice. Um, how they brought up that Hurdle is fourth in faceoff percentage in the league. I remember back in the day when Hurdle wasn't even um, playing center in the NHL yet, and there was so much talk about, like, can we move him to center, you know? And that's just been, like, he's been fabulous. Um, you can always trust him in the faceoff circle. Um, he's got those, just those, like, quick instincts. Um, so, hey, that made me happy. We've got that going for us. Yeah, um, Hurdle looked nice and being in the right position, the right spot in the slot for that goal. Fun must be always. Yeah. <laughs> Face-off circle must be always. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I like to drop. Let's see the puck drop, and I, I take the puck and go with it. Yeah. I, I just love Hurdle. I mean, I, I know there there was some iffiness, and, and, yeah, and I see you got the Hurdle jersey there. What was that? Only jersey I own. Oh. All right. We, we, we may have to work on that, but we'll, we'll see on that from, for sure. Uh, but I love, I love hurdle and, and um, you know, while it's nice to see him back here for eight years and you were thinking, wow, we could get so much for hurdle at the same time. We need hurdle. <laughs> It'd be awesome. I mean, I was selfishly happy. Um, I had definitely like had to psych myself into researching what other teams might give us just to like, be like, okay, like maybe he can bring us something. It can be sort of a transition, but I, to be honest, I was happy when he signed for my own super selfish reasons. Of course. Um, he's you know, I don't think that contract is going to be as bad as the others. It's just like in comparison, you know, when it's like, or not in comparison, I guess kind of the opposite when, when they're all um, building up and it just becomes like another part of a bigger issue of unwavering player loyalty, except for Pavelski. Um, <laughs> Yikes. Awkward. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's a conversation for the, for the technologists, which will happen Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific right here on the YouTube channel. So <laughs> like how we smoothly got that 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 plug in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So any any more post notes before we move on? Um, well, on one of them, I wrote hot potato um, <laughs> for the first period. <laughs> I'm like, is this a hockey game or a six-year-old's birthday party? Because we're playing hot potato. <laughs> Nobody wants to hold on to the puck. Seems like it goes all over the place. Turnovers like crazy. 
penalties aplenty. Um, yeah, just a hot potato with a bunch of sour cream, cheddar cheese, and and some maybe some chives here and there for sure. So uh, let's get to some of the comments in the chat. The chat's really blown up tonight uh, on here. So Grand Azir 12, I'm going to go in the kind of reverse order. The realism of will he ever win a cup if he stays with the Sharks or go elsewhere, which I wish Patrick Muller would have won a cup. I, I agree. I would love to see Patty win one. He hasn't <laughs> technically retired. So. I, that's what I say. I just, I'm like waiting for the press release to come out. The Sharks signed Patrick Marlowe to like a one week deal and he's the final week of the season or something. I don't know. Uh, people first, Yukon, thanks for joining us. First time I think I've seen uh, your name in the chat. Uh, is the Vancouver Canucks in the playoffs? Yes or no? Um, looking at the standings right now, the Canucks are at. 80 points uh, with nine games left. They sit four points back of Dallas, which holds down the final playoff spot at 84 points with 71 games played, so 11 games left. Vegas won tonight, so they have tied Dallas at 84, but they only have nine games left on there. So Vancouver hanging on for dear life. Uh, for the Sharks, uh, they're at 67 points with 11 games to go. So which gives them a maximum 11, which is 22. So a maximum of 89 points. So their tragic number is at five right now. So they're still mathematically alive, but they're on the verge of being eliminated uh, as we get here. Uh, let's see. What else do we have in the chat? Uh, Ricky, speaking of Tankathon, as of this game, we have passed Anaheim and now are in 10th place in the Tankathon rankings. <laughs> All right, we 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 may do a tankathon a little bit later, or we'll, well, you know what? We'll wait until the sharks are officially eliminated for that to happen. Um, Steve Rector, if Sasha continues development in the off season, Eklund makes an impact. We can get one out of one of those defense contracts, and we can pick up two above average goal scorers. They can be relevant again. Your thoughts. Um, well, I have thoughts about the getting out of the defense contracts. Um, well, Vlasic, we're going to buy out next summer. This summer doesn't make sense. I think they should still try to trade uh, Shimek. I think maybe one of the reasons they even stopped benching him was because they're like, okay, well, you know, maybe because he's not the kind of piece where it's like, He's done. He's not even useful. Like, he could be useful to somebody. So, you know, maybe they figure they can trade away a lower-tier prospect or a lower pick. But, you know, going to have to probably sweeten the deal somehow. But um, that's that's a contract we got to get. It. Love you, Shimmick. <laughs> Wookie whisper forever. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving onward, Seabrook. Uh, I don't see this team getting any better with Hurdle or anyone else wearing the C. Should be grateful uh, he, Couture, uh, wants to stay in, stay here still, in my opinion. Sharks wasting his career. Well, I think he, like, he seems like he, I was going to say, seems like he likes being a shark. Well, yeah, but, um, like, he has an identity with the sharks. Um, and I don't think he would agree. I don't think Couture is, um, like, Oh God, I can't wait to get out of here. Please trade me. You know? Um, I think he wants to win with this team. He wants this team to win. Um, which 
I appreciate he's always been a team focused guy as opposed to individual glory. So, and I would almost say as a captain, he, he wants to see the plight of the success. I mean, yes, he's worn the sea the last three seasons and people will call it out that, you know, they, he's under his leadership. They've not made the playoffs. That's I, not. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't buy it. I think there's a little more than that. Just him. I don't think it's just his issue alone. Um, you know, about Grand Azir already criticizing him, though. He was also a horrible pizza delivery guy, <laughs> according to the 2012 Sharks commercial. Yes. Oh, my God. I love those. Th- those were good. Those were fun. With um, Douglas Murray as the uh, masseuse. <laughs> yeah. Was that one? Did I hallucinate that? Which one? I'm sorry. One of uh, Douglas Murray as a masseuse. Oh, yes. Massage. I will break you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm totally not getting a Swedish massage from Douglas Murray. Uh, and Jumbo is a horrible babysitter. Gosh. Yeah, those those are fun. And, and Pavs? No. Uh, I don't want him to investigate anything at all. Oh, he's eating the sandwich from the crime scene. Is that the one? Yeah. Uh, someone... I- so I also miss the commercials where they're like, oh, we'll be, uh, you know, cheering you wherever you are. And they had Cooch in the dentist's office uh, back when he got his face scrambled. One of my favorites of that campaign is um, uh, is Pavs and, and Nabby, you know, is going, hey, way to keep doing whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, forgot some comments from Bugner on a lot of things here tonight. Let me just run through these. Hurdle's been great. He's played extreme minutes tonight. We separated his line tonight, and we won the special teams. Uh, yeah, I mean, PK this was nice. Got a power play goal. Which is, he did. Which is not too bad. Uh, Merkley, these one-goal games are tough. We're on the wrong side of them. Too many stick penalties tonight. Yeah. Um, uh, Gregor, we're still trying to get wins and f- finish on a good standing. And I just want you to finish, bud. <laughs> get them goals. Uh, you know, talking about Benino. Benino plays the right way every game. So good at faceoffs and PK. He's a great guy as well and helps the younger guys. And you need those in the locker room too. It just can't be just Couture. Yeah. I think as the, you know, rookies um, come up, there's going to be more and more maturity every year. Um, I think, you know, Hurdle has a very different personality um, than Couture, very different, but still a locker room guy, a leader in a a different way. He's the hype man. Um, I think that kind of maturity is super valuable also. Um, So we've got a solid dressing room. I, I have faith. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's right there. You just add a few more pieces, you get guys that can score, um, and it's gonna happen. You know, uh, so we'll see. You know, uh, Bugner finishing up here. It was a sloppy game early for both teams. It was one of those games where you couldn't figure out what the refs were going to call, and that's a tough part because you don't know the fine line on that one. So. Those are all the comments from the locker room tonight. AJ, thanks, bud. Appreciate you uh, getting all those for us, as always. Uh, it, so, uh, AJ mentioning Dallas has the 
has the tougher, I think is what he was saying, remaining schedule than Vegas. Yikes. Yeah, that's going to be a tougher one uh, to go through. And, of course, I see the one that he has corrected. My bad. Uh, <laughs> PJ, oh, come on. When they said the Sharks needed a run to finish the season, did someone tell them it was supposed to be a positive run? Damn. Damn. Oh, boy. Uh, so let's recap uh, a couple of... You know, development games on the night here. We'll start first off with... Ooh, Barracuda! We'll start off with the bad news. Uh, Barracuda lose 6-3 to the Henderson Silver Knights. Um... The, you know, the loss that itself, as it is, it's bad, but it eliminated the CUDA from Calder Cup playoff contention. And the first time that the CUDA will miss the playoffs since they moved to, to uh, San Jose from Worcester. So that's a bummer. Uh, Stalick was in the net for this one. You had um, a rough one tonight. And it's just, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, maybe this is kind of the bottoming out, at least you hope, with all the development kids coming up hopefully soon, and you hope that this is the time where things get better, you know, and, and now long look at what you have. Yeah, yeah, no, and we, we have lots. We have Bortolo, we have Co, we have Weisblatt, we have Eklund, we have, oh my god, I, I love our rookies. If they, if they are in the next gen of Sharks, then... I think I think we're in you know give a few years it might be a little rough but I think we've got a great group coming up. Yeah, and you throw in as well Tristan Robbins. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and uh, Corona giving us actual like goaltending prospect options rather than just bringing in a guy who's already on some other team like actually having like a homegrown goalie for the first time in a while maybe. And, and hey, you know what? Speaking of Krona, great segue again, Dana. Nice job. Magnus Krona is a national champion. Uh, his Denver Pioneers, Denver University Pioneers, won uh, the national championship earlier tonight in Boston, beating Minnesota State 5-1. to one. Uh, The Pioneers scored five unanswered goals in the third period uh, in this one. And, uh, hey, Magnus Krona had a nice game. Uh, I think he had like 26 saves on 27 shots to uh, lead the Pioneers to the championship. So, yeah, love I, to see it. Yeah, I think Goudreau was really the goalie prospect that everyone's been looking at most of the time. Um, you know, but hey, Krona could could do something. Um, so, you know, we have two up and coming young goalies that and we can look at, and then we have two youngish goalies. And an older goalie who does everything for us. <laughs> we, got, we got goalies up the wazoo. We have goalies up the wazoo. We have goalies here, goalies there, goalies everywhere. Eh, goalies all over bed. Right? Uh, I mean, it's nice to see because um, you, you have to, you know, about a year ago when you buy out Jones, it didn't look exactly great, you know. Um, so the, to see that you have... Reimer, then you have Kakinen and Hill, Hill question mark, depending on his injuries. You know, you have 
Sachenko did a heck of a job earlier this year. Stalex kind of like the the veteran presence guy, and then you have the up and comers, you know, either in junior with Gaudreau or in college with uh, Corona. So it's nice to see that there's something coming. May yeah. may or not happen right away, but something's coming. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, what's nice is, um, you know, with Hill's injury, well, the injury is not nice, obviously, but um, it's not like, oh, my God, like, what are we going to do for next season? I mean, I guess he doesn't sound like it's something that will take a whole offseason to heal. But, um, you know, we may even be dealing him over the offseason. I don't know. Um, discussion to have. I'm not terribly opinionated on um, what we do with the goalies. I think we have a lot of options, so that's good. It's nice. It's a nice problem to have. It's nice to see. You maybe have an idea of what you want to do going into this offseason as opposed to last year where it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Um, so we'll see. You know, you know, you hope Krona or Gaudreau are coming. But like AJ said here really quick, you know, that's probably years away. Yeah. So yeah. you have some you have some help coming soon. Uh, but you also have Kakinen and Hill and Reimer in the meantime. So want to get to a super chat donation. Thank you, PJ. Uh, $5 super chat. Of course, donations to the show help support keeping everything uh, upkeep, you know, with the SoundCloud or the website costs or all that. Um, and PJ saying each of your top picks for new San Jose Sharks GM. Ferguson for me in a strictly hockey decision. Overall, I might take a chance on Kevin Weeks. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll first go off with what, what did you think of of the announcement from Doug Wilson? But also, if there's a candidate you think that would look would be nice for Team Teal, share it. Yeah, um, with the Doug Wilson thing, I saw a lot of people saying how surprised they were. I was not that surprised at all. Um, I mean when you've been out for that long due to a health condition and it's not like he's a player, like being a GM is not a physically intensive role. So, um, you know, if, if you have a health condition that's making it so that you aren't able to do like a desk job, then that's probably something more serious and I'm not going to speculate. Um, but to me, I, I wasn't that surprised. Um, I was a little, I, I thought Joe will might just, stay on um but I, I guess they are going to look for somebody external um which i'm very excited about because when dw came on i was six so i do not remember a different um shark wow. <laughs> um yep yep uh so it's it's exciting um as far as different candidates kevin weeks would be interesting i haven't heard that one he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be like calling other gms from like all right i am um in the basement of uh i, I don't know i'm i'm in <laughs> i'm on the international it's like wait, wait, let me try and see if i could do this right this is kevin weeks coming to you from shark Ice at san jose i was wondering if i could interest you in a trade for Connor mcdavid I'm not sure, but getting back to you. Yes, indeed. You know, um, sorry. Had to yeah, that um, I, think, I think if uh, Emily Castanier is interested, I would love to have the Sharks have the first lady GM and piss off a bunch of people whose opinions <laughs> don't matter anyway. 
Um, but obviously, you know, look for the best person, uh, gender irrelevant. Um, I, I hope to God if they, if they hire, um, Shirelli or Bowman, I am going to scream and (laughs) I'm I'm going to lose my mind. Please do not touch the dinosaurs. Leave them in the fossil record. Bring someone new and maybe even bring someone who's not in hockey, bring in someone from a different sport, you know, I think a fresh look at this team is going to be great. And there's also not going to be that, like, I feel like sentimental attachment that, um, that DW and that team may have had. Um, so uh, do we think that DW Jr. is going to stick around, even if they bring in a whole new person? Cause I'd like him to, yeah. um, I'm, like he, he's he's good at drafting. He's good at what he does. Um, you know, I, I can see him maybe probably having ambitions beyond just drafting. He probably wants to be a GM somewhere, you know, um, at some point. Um, but I he's done a great job of drafting. So if we can keep him, I'd like to. But I know new GMs coming in, they kind of want to have their own people. Now, coaching, please bring in your own coach. Bring in anybody. <laughs> <laughs> please <laughs> oh I, you know what on a, a sticky note i have um on the broadcast at some point in the game they were like you know listing all the things bob bugner wants to see and i'm like i don't care what bob bugner wants to see because it's not what i want to see please make a stop <laughs> <laughs> you're freaking awesome I, I just love the energy you bring and i hope somebody in that capacity in the gm capacity has that energy but also has the it's a little bit similar in the dw where he brings it in like a family uh Mm -hmm. i think that really resonated throughout the organization um but also at the same time have the expectations that you want this team to win Um, yeah you know i know that kind of is a little cliche uh but i think at the same time i think this team needs some strong leadership but a uh, nice leader as well. Um, you know, so Joe will be interim GM. He'll still proceed to do things uh, as they go. Uh, you're curious as to see when, because they say they're not really interested in, you know, they don't have to have a GM before the draft, so they're okay with that. And external and new ideas, I freaking love. I think they needed some new ideas down the road. Um, you know, I know Kevin Weeks, I think, actually applied for the Panthers GM job a couple of years ago. Um, you know, you kind of wonder what who might be out there once the playoffs go deeper. Does, does Toronto get eliminated? Does that open up Kyle Dubas? You know, or does it open up other ones? What was that? I have opinions on that. Go ahead. I, I think Kyle Dubas has done most things right. I think the goaltending has been tough, but I, I still think to blow up the whole team would be an overreaction. I know a lot of people do not agree with me, but they've had they've had a tough time. They've done a lot of the right things and then just, you know, blow up somehow. <laughs> so I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> gotcha. I, I, yeah, I, it's like Toronto and, and kudos. I gotta say kudos since it's a local guy, San Ramon native Austin Matthews, just going crazy. You know, we thought maybe 60 was possible. 
now is 70 possible with with let's see how many games left do the Leafs have uh you know they have 10 games left I mean that's possible I don't know that that's just crazy to see what what he's doing you know, along with the league so um I think that's kind of it I think we'll we'll leave it at that. So in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, with the, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, always available at tealtownusa.com. And of course, we definitely encourage to smash that subscribe button and hit that notification bell to let you know when we go on the air, including for pucknologists, which will recap the week that was in Sharks Hockey. And boy, howdy. Boy, was that a week of Sharks Hockey uh, indeed. So uh, make sure you check us out uh, Sunday night, 7 p.m. with AJ and Jerk going over everything that happened. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a long one. It's breaking down a lot of things that have happened. But as for this one, Dana, freaking awesome as always. Thank you very much for joining me. Uh you know, you bring a lot to to the table, and I appreciate you a much. Uh, so, your final thoughts, and where the people can find you. Well, I was gonna go grab my little queen from the other room. Go get, go get. Me. You yep. can give your last thoughts. I'll do my last thoughts. I am at Puckguy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Again, Pucknologist uh, tomorrow night, seven p.m. on the YouTube channel live, uh, where AJ and Jerk will recap the week that was in the. In the Sharks hockey, you know, Grand is here, kind of hitting up some of the chats here. I wish we had a former Sharks player who had an eye for talent and want to be a coach or GM. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. But, oh, look who's here. And her Instagram is, what is it again? Uh, at Margie, M-A-R-G-I-E underscore the queen. We got to make sure we give the, the shout out for for her. <laughs> Indeed. A little sharks man, she's even got a little a little teal collar. Oh, nice! <laughs> Very nice. We, we love our pets here at Teal Town USA. I think we're getting invaded by Margie. Scored. We have a channel for pets now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't already, hit us on the Discord channel where you can check out our pets section, where we just share everything about our dogs, cats, and everything else that we have. So, uh, Dina, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Pleasure. And uh, so that'll do it for this. Then we'll be back with you on Tuesday where the Sharks take on the Predators. That's a 5 p.m. start. And we'll be on right after the game. We'll break down, hopefully, the end of the Sharks losing streak. We shall see. Predators are in a playoff fight yeah. as well. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I think often teams will come back harder against a team that embarrassed them last time. So I am hopeful that, oh. Oh, what? Oh, she was trying to say hi. Um, yeah, I'm hopeful about that one, but also I'm going to be recapping it, and I'd really like to recap not another loss. <laughs> Same. I, I, would hope, I would hope for a win, for sure. All right, so for Dana Meyerson, I am Eric Curra. Thanks for watching. Technologist tomorrow night, 7 p.m. on the YouTube channel. Thank you for watching. We'll be back with you on Tuesday, and until then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you, Technologists, Sunday at 7 p.m. and after Nashville on Tuesday. Good night, everyone. <laughs>